topic of discussion. Smithy. It's all about you. It's horrible. (laughs) 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 The worst worst topic ever. ever. What is our topic? He's all he's all business. He sits there. He's like, we're gonna talk marketing. We're gonna talk this. We're gonna talk this. No, we're talking Smithy. All right. So for all of our listeners, we are sitting with Ben Smithy. What up? Ben Smithy is kind of a legend in the industry. I think you know everybody. I do not know everyone because... You know close to I everybody. I don't think we've even officially <laughs> met. <laughs> we right here. So I mean officially for this. This so. is Stephanie. Stephanie, Stephanie does all of our social media and she also produces our podcast. Yes. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. Soon to be... Emmy Award winning. Emmy Award winning. There you <laughs> oh go. Oh my God. That would be insane. For, there there are awards for, for Emmys. Yeah. There's awards Wait, for podcasting. There are that you, awards for podcasts. Yeah. Yes. But we're not there yet, you guys. No. We don't need that. I don't want that in my life. You can get one specifically. <laughs> you just for called education. me legendary. <laughs> <laughs> He's calling you out. Uh, he is. Well, so Ben, can you tell people what you do in the jewelry industry? We have a lot of our followers that are like, what can I do in the industry that's not selling gemstones or, or making, making jewelry? jewelry? Mm-hmm. And you kind of encompass a good portion of what you can do that's not Those two something. things. Yeah. yeah. So um, I run the Smithy Group, TSG. Uh, we're a growth agency. And so we look at businesses as like a holistic organization and mm-hmm. the future of business today and tomorrow really uh, is in that sort of holistic approach. So as a growth agency, we're really focused on growing teams and leaders, uh, growing ideas and strategies and ultimately growing revenue. The way that looks in a lot of areas is digital marketing, web strategy, advertising, creative, social media, content management, media, paid media, all that type of stuff. So while we are very much in the jewelry industry, I'd mm-hmm. say you know 60 to 75% of our business is in jewelry. Um, we also don't consider ourselves jewelers or anything like that yeah. by any means, yeah, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I would say that we consider the jewelry industry family, and I would hope that a lot of other people feel the same way about us. Of We're course. in the industry. I mean, I think if I don't see you at a show or somewhere like that, <laughs> that... It's not a real, yeah. it's not a real show. <laughs> it's not a real show. So it's, it's always a pleasure to see you. Now, this is a question that we ask everybody on our podcast, and it gets, you know, to the heart, the feels, the touch feels... Well, we're not like touchy feels, but <laughs> anyway. Um, Jonathan just you, touched me. Yeah, I was going to say, where are, you, where are you going with this, Brick? No, we like to ask people their first memory of a piece of jewelry or a gemstone. Or a gemstone. Ooh. Um, first memory of a piece of jewelry was, well, a two. One, when I was a real little kid, I don't know what happened to this. Um, <laughs> My godparents' daughter's, I think, boyfriend, soon-to-be husband at the time, was uh, gave me this like silver arrowhead, and it was uh-huh. super dope and it was super dangerous because it was really sharp and it should not be <laughs> on a necklace. But it was on a necklace or handed to a yeah. six-year-old. Or handed, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I was a little older than that. Yeah. Maybe not much. Maybe older than yeah. that. I was like ten or eleven. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I loved that thing, and it was just really cool. And I thought there was something unique about it, and it was something that nobody else would have worn at that age. But I found it cool. I found it was sort of like a statement piece. Yeah, you it connected was, it was with it. And so yeah. now, like, I think it sort of shaped my, I want something that was identifiable. It was mine. Um, and then I think the next one was I had this. So in the South, 
everybody knows this like Christian and you're from Texas brand. yeah I'm from Texas yeah. originally I live in New York now but my y'all's authentic right yeah um, <laughs> so they have there's this store James Avery which is like southern Christian jewelry like the original uh-huh. die cut cross ring and yeah stuff like that. yeah so everyone had these rings but I also had this cool shield necklace and it was like a staple thing and I remember the first time I spoke at uh, WJA in the know I was mm-hmm. on the stage. It was awesome. It was one of my first jewelry events to speak at. I was wearing this, and someone was asking me about, you know, my jewelry that I was wearing. And I told him about that necklace, and I was, like, what was the story behind it? I went on and on. I was like, oh, you know, it was a gift for me. Uh, it, it was from an ex-girlfriend at the time. But then, thought, oh, and what about the girlfriend? I was like, oh yeah, the jewelry's lasted a lot longer. Than I, <laughs> and I got like this erupting, oh, like standing ovation around the jewelry because they were like, yeah, jewelry it lasts longer than. I was like, wow, wow. So. I don't think they would have been as happy if it was like an engagement ring or something like that, but it was a necklace. Yeah, it was just a... But the point was neither one of those things were monumental in terms of value or anything like that, but that's what I love about this industry. And as a marketer and Mm -hmm. advertiser in this space, it's a marketer's dream. This industry, Mm -hmm. yes, the materials have value and things like that, but the value is inherently in the emotion and the story and the product and all of that. Um, And just the like dynamic... like stories behind the pieces so you're in the colored gemstone industry obviously you guys yeah. are major players in there you know more than anyone else colored gemstones are all about the story yeah. all about the sort of mystical appeal to it you know i think we have people back here doing some sort of crystal readings, crystal readings. yeah readings. it's so, been so, very interesting to watch so, uh, i need to interview her yeah i'm glad i'm facing this way because it'd be very very distracting right now um, she's just packing up now yeah. so it's not, not as but it's interesting. That's what I love about it. So yeah. those were. Was, did I answer your question? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Perfectly. So, so give us a little a little background of what brought you to have the jewelry industry be part of your family, and for you to want to yeah. support the jewelry industry because there's so many industries you could be in. What what brought you to this point? Where did you grow up? Let's start with where where did you grow up? Texas. We yeah, got that. Texas. So I um, I grew up in Texas. I'm, I'm adopted. I was born in South Korea. I lived there all of my first four months. Got my first <laughs> passport when I was four months old. Uh, and I was adopted uh, at birth, lived, grew up in Arlington, Texas. Uh, Mom still lives there, same house I grew up in. Mm-hmm. I started my first company uh, a year and a half after college, um, and it was a marketing research company. Uh, and I co-founded that with my business partner at the time, uh, who was the guy that hired me outside of college, right after college. And uh, we were a research company. So we were one of the first uh, millennial-focused marketing research companies. So helping big corporate businesses understand the millennial. And at the time it was, is it Gen Y or is it millennial? Ooh. Yeah. yeah. Right. Is millennial with two N's and two L's? Ooh. Yeah. Um, you yeah. Know. What but, does it mean? Yeah. And we started talking about this thing, Facebook and Twitter and Foursquare at the time. Instagram yeah. wasn't even around at that time. How it was going to change the world of marketing and research yeah. at the time. And so it was awesome. And we were some of the first people to help start companies uh, with social media listening programs where they're monitoring and scraping uh, social media like posts and tweets and stuff. Um, and I got a random call one day, uh, and it was from the largest fine jewelry retailer in the world. And that was my first jewelry client, doing research projects for them. That's cool. Uh, after that, I got invited to speak at a WJA uh-huh. uh in the know event that I referenced earlier, actually. Uh, and, Women's Jewelers Association. Yes, Women's, Women's Jewelry Association, Association yeah. uh, which I'm on the board for yeah. now. Awesome. I, shameless plug. They're awesome. Networking, yes. education, everything that you could need to know yep. uh, to advance women in the jewelry and watch industry. Mm-hmm. Highly support it. Check it out. Yes. Um, 
on to the story. So back to the story. <laughs> um, I was speaking at In the Know, and then I ran across and I got Rio Tinto as a client. We did research for Rio Tinto, which is one of the largest uh, mining yes. companies in the industry. Right. So I had both sides of the industry um, as clients. And then when I started TSG, um, I wanted to execute on these. So I see a lot of businesses that could use the insights that we are gleaning from big organizations and corporations, but small startup businesses, scale up businesses, family businesses needed this marketing and advertising information more than anyone. Yeah. And in the jewelry industry, I saw a lot of opportunity because I'm in sort of just even working with those two companies, I met a lot of amazing people in the industry. So I kind of fell in love with it and became fast friends and family yeah. with a lot of the people in there. And so when I started TSG, I was like, this is where I want to go. And I just got invited to speak at more conferences and events and meet people all along the way, just like you guys. Um, yeah. And now it's turned into truly a family business. So even TSG, our vision statement is to inspire and empower people to create generational success, right? Yeah. Nothing about marketing, nothing about jewelry, nothing about any of that, but it's internal and external. And if you look at our industry, that's the epitome of the jewelry industry, right? People that are inspired and empowered to create generational success. Your business as an example. Yeah. Um, and I would say, I would argue 75% of the businesses in here are either generational businesses mm -hmm. or aspiring to be generational businesses. Yeah. Uh, and so that's how I fell in love with it, man. That's the, the short-ish version of a long story. Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of what you're saying is absolutely true, that, that the jewelry industry needs help kind of engaging, and we need the research that you're doing. And um, a lot of it, though, for a lot of jewelers and even our side, a lot of uh, designers and vendors feel almost overwhelmed by it. Like, mm -hmm. it's almost a scary thing because you start saying all these things and it's like I have no idea even where to start you know like I think yeah. starting point is like the most nerve-wracking thing yeah. for like right. a, a family jeweler that's looking at engaging with customers on a on a social media on or social media because it's so far outside of their what norm they used to do. and especially yeah. when you first got started in the jewelry industry which was what five six well no technically my first jewelry client was 2011 yeah, yeah. so it, it, and it oh, was man, it was very a much a bunch yeah. of years ago. <laughs> Yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> it's yeah, 2020. Yeah, almost 10. Almost yeah, 10. Almost 10 yeah. years. Yeah. And so it's uh, it's it, it was very much an aging industry. Yeah. And so when I look around the halls today compared to even five years ago yeah. and especially 10 years yeah. ago, there was this huge generational gap. Mm -hmm. And I felt like I was this young guy coming <laughs> in because I started in the industry at 23 years yeah. old. And I felt there was like there was no one in my age group. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so what the change and, and and I think you've helped a lot of them make that transition is, is that you help you've helped a lot of my friends, you've helped me, we've talked a lot to, to make that transitional leap to say, Okay, I know the owner and who's been running with this and has an established business and they're looking at this and saying, Yeah, I see the internet changing things, but we're brick and mortar. Yeah, we're jewelry. Yeah, nothing can mess with us. <laughs> yeah, and I saw that <laughs> until from, it does. Until, until it, does. it does, and that's <laughs> the thing is, is that when I was calling on accounts and I started saying, "We'll check out our website," and they're like, "Why? Why yeah. would I need that? I can yeah. pick up the phone, and call you, and make an order. I'll see you at the trade show." It's like, like all these things were, and now I'm doing webcams and writing, you know, big orders on a webcam. Like, yeah, and ten years ago, people would have been like, "No." Like, I got to touch it, hold it, feel it. Yep. But things are moving so much faster that we can't keep up mm -hmm. and that we need people from the outside to help this industry that is more mom and pop and is more, um, I don't know if mom and pop is the right word, but is more family oriented yeah, and small business oriented 
than it is. We don't have such huge corporations like a lot of other yeah, there's very few industries. Yeah. There's yeah. very few. If you were to say name ten ubiquitous brands outside of the major fashion houses that also do jewelry, right? right? Yeah. Ready, set, go to a thousand people on the street. Five of them are going to get there. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, well, no, I don't. Yeah. I don't even know. I asked I my know. sister, who is kind of has a jewelry connection with me, and I said, "Can you name like five jewelry brands?" Yeah, brands. And and the first thing that no. you, people usually come to is something like Tiffany's. Exactly. And it's like, yeah, they're a brand, but they're all they're mostly a retailer. Exactly. Yeah. Like, and so it's like, and they carry other brands. Like, yeah. and so when you start getting into it, watches are probably more well known than any jewelry brand. And so mm-hmm. the whole thing with jewelry brands to the general consumer, if it's not the brand that they either wear because it's their engagement ring or yeah. something like that there's very little knowledge and so I think that's one of the things is that I don't think the jewelry industry as a whole has been very good at telling their story yeah. Yeah. even though we have more stories to tell than most in the oh other gosh. industry and that's the stories I hear the long witnessness of all of it <laughs> like you just witnessed it on no, the podcast oh, <laughs> oh she was waiting I'm just gonna let him go I'm gonna let him I'm go I'm gonna let him I'm gonna see how yeah. long this Smithy, goes Smithy can you, can you pull that knife yeah. 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 Um, but the deal is this is like the difference between the timepiece and watch industry and the jewelry industry there's one big difference was dollars spent on marketing and advertising and branding yeah right the amount of dollars that go into that even now if you look at how they treat like suppliers and retailers and the difference between and those shows right sih and all those the way they create branded experiences is way different yeah so it's uh, we're starting to see it though. I will say that the change in the way how I'm really blessed to be in the industry at the time I am in the industry because we're seeing so much change happen. We're seeing so much evolution Crazy happen. fast. Um, it's like when we did social for my first company, we were almost too early, right? There was no line yeah. item budget in these corporations. Yeah. And so we were almost on the very, very, very front edge of it. Now it's in a space where people and we were early you were early fringe. on this yeah. stuff in the jewelry space. But now it's starting to cook. And now people are looking at it. And we're not having to convince people anymore. Yeah. Right? And so that's They can a, see the value of exactly. like Instagram, Facebook. And or, dollars. Or yeah. the power of an influencer being involved yeah. with their brand. 100%. And yeah. so that makes a difference. It makes it more fun. Everybody's going to grow from it. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's, it's just getting exciting. The biggest thing that when we work with retailers, right? And we're doing their marketing and getting them excited about their business again. That's the number one most fun thing. Yes, the sales and everything leads to that, but seeing people that are maybe a handful of years out from retirement get re-energized mm-hmm. and re-excited about their business again, that's yeah. dope to me. Like that's yeah. that's reinvigorating for me personally. And so to be able yeah. to do that, like that's the generational power of this business. So it's Absolutely. Cool. So you are at JCK Tucson. Yes. You're speaking here, you're doing a couple Yeah. Uh, so we did an awesome panel um for Women's Jewelry Association, I lead mm-hmm. their education, uh, and so we did a really cool panel on uh, basically the blended future, e-commerce versus retail, and where that's going. We did that this morning. Uh, I think they offer those uh, recordings uh, there at uh, AGTA, and then the other piece is we're doing a social media boot camp tomorrow morning. Mm-hmm. It was a ticketed event. I think it sold out, which is awesome. That tells you a different mindset of the yeah, industry, yeah, right? Yeah, right absolutely. Sure. Um, and then after that, uh, we have part of it. We, we did part of half of the boot camp is going now to Gym Legacy, which we Woo-hoo! all are a part of, yeah. uh, which helps support artisanal miners and different uh, like 
cooperatives and initiatives uh, for artisanal miners in East Africa, which is awesome. So yeah, you've this is the connection that we have, Gem Legacy, mm-hmm. and you've donated a lot of your time and a lot of your expertise and a lot of your knowledge into um, building and growing this nonprofit. And I just I just want to know what your you know motivation what what about Gem Legacy made you say, yes, this is something I want to do and I want to support and I want to be a part of? Yeah, so for me, I think it was, one is purpose and passion, right? And, and just a calling for it. So I'm a faith-filled, pers- faith-filled person and that was I felt called to, to help them. I've connected with the Dairy family um, for several years now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I see their heart and everything that they do. Yeah. Um, and when they started this, I like that it, hasn't been about them and they actively tried to make it not be about them and scale it beyond their family and to me that was cool yeah. when I see an organization and when I see um, a family or a business or someone start something that their sole purpose is to make it scale way beyond anything they can take it on themselves yeah. and then try to make it inclusive and bring all the players into it mm-hmm. that's cool yeah. like, that's something I want to be a part of that's something I want to help foster forward yeah. so. what, just what I've heard in the last few days um, just being in Tucson and talking to other suppliers and everything Gem Legacy is getting some traction. Yeah. And it, yeah. it's exciting to see. And it's exciting to see that it could be... I mean, it's not so disruptive in the fact that it's a, it's a non-profit in the jewelry yeah. industry. But that it could be so disruptive in the way that we give back. And the, and the aid and the help that we can give yeah. almost directly, 100% it's, and, and I think as, I think as a whole, jewelers, retail jewelers have always been very supportive of their communities. Yes. They've, had to, they've had to be, but they've also wanted to be. Yeah. And I think as manufacturers, and, and we've, we've given back to, through our communities mm-hmm. and through our employees. And then if you go back to, you know, gem, gem cutters and gem buyers have always given back. But I don't think one we've told the story well of yeah. how that how we've supported, mm-hmm. um, especially in where we go. I think we are giving people and we've helped out. Mm-hmm. But I think it's a combination of not just telling the story, but also telling what that looks like. Yeah. And now yeah. I think technology has really made it so much easier to tell that story to go back and say, "Hey, look, this is where these things are coming from. These are the people that are bringing them out of the ground. This is how we can help support them to get more." And it's not just to get more as a self-serving, yeah. but to get, if we don't, we won't have this industry anymore. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, we're going to lose this industry if we can't take care of the people that are closest to the ground. But yeah. the, the thing I find most exciting about watching this, because we've kind of seen it organically evolve from the beginning. We saw, we when they launched. Yeah, it's only been a little over a year. To you, yeah. to, to the board, and then to us being on the leadership council and seeing how... There's no way one person could have done this. That it took, it it takes a village. It it took all of us with all of our different connections, and we're gonna do this, and you're gonna do this, and I'll talk to this person, we'll ask this person, and just how you need that community 100%. to to build something like this, and it's exciting. Yeah, it's and it's just, it is. I'd hate to say it's just getting started, but it is really just. It's it's. It hasn't even fully found its its full voice yet, and its in its growth yet. It's in its infancy still, and it's already doing amazing, measurable by every definition of measurement, right? Financially, um, yeah. community wise, ethically, impactfully, like all of these different things, it's making huge impact, and it really, truly is just in its like toddler stages. It is so to be in now, like selfishly, that's what. Uh, 
part of it too is I don't want to miss out on being a part of something like this. Yeah. So I'm diving in as, as fast as I can to yeah. help kind of push you. And you are, you are the same way. Well, the crazy thing is I think it was about three years. It was about right when I had the twins and probably being a mom changes things. <laughs> but you think we can do better. Mm, we yeah. can do more. Yeah. Like, like we do give back within our, within our business, but, but we can do more. And yeah. just that, that ability to do more. And then, and then this came along and it was like, I don't know, the heavens parted and was like, <laughs> this is it. Like yeah. get behind this and do this. Yep. You can do this. You can make a difference and you can help. Yep. And so I'm excited to see what else it brings and, and, yeah. and where this and where Jim Legacy goes in the future. Yeah. It gives me goosebumps thinking about it. I know. I'm yeah. stoked. Let's yeah. go right now. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Let's do this. <laughs> Any, anyway, we got off on that tangent about doing good and feeling good. I feel all warm hey, and fuzzy now. Hey, there's worse tangents to be yeah. off on Yeah. But so you're here educating um, retail jewelers at JCK Tucson. And it really is a great event for education. Like, I think uh, the reason they had us here, the reason they have you speaking is just to, to help retailers look at different ways of presenting themselves to their customers and creating that almost interactive experience. And so I think if you're a retailer and you've never been to JCK Tucson to check it out. I think that come check it out. They have delicious margaritas. It's one of my favorite shows. It's quickly become one of my favorite yeah, shows. Like, the vibe is totally chill. They yeah. have a great color palette. Like I'm looking around feeling <laughs> very relaxed. It's all about color, man. Yeah. And it's in a beautiful location with beautiful jewelry. You don't need a tie. And, and amazing yeah. people. Yeah. Hey, and that's the cool thing. It's like, I, I don't know. First of all, it's just such a, an interesting fact that it's in Tucson. And it's second Tucson, of all, yeah. it ranges from everything from the 22nd Street where there's like tents and uh, petrified dinosaur poop and oh, all sorts of stuff. Just uh, about that. And, and then there's the craziest gemstones you can possibly see in jewelry here. There's piercing events, but it's all like it's the chill, cool kids of the industry yeah, that yeah. come here too. And there's lax pretense and all that. It's cool. It's quickly become one of my absolute yeah, favorite it, it, shows. It is after Christmas. You know, you always get like the after Christmas downs, like depressed. <laughs> I'm taking this on the Christmas. This brings me back yep. up. Like it yeah, always it's the recharge. It, it really sure. does. It recharges <laughs> you. And it also, I don't know, maybe there's something special about these mountains this place yeah. this like mecca of gemstones yep. maybe the the maybe crystal, the crystal reading readings. lady got me <laughs> but you feel almost empowered after you leave and you almost need that after the christmas rush yeah. in, our, in our in our business just a chance to decompress look at what's new look at what's available on the market and and actually take a good look at your business yep. and which way am I going to go and, and how am I going to progress in this industry and how am I going to move forward? We were at dinner with a client last night and we were talking and, and it was change is slow to come yep. until it comes yep. and then everything changes fast and we're at a time in the industry right now where things are changing, changing fast, fast. Yeah. and that's exciting. You could be scared, but why? Yeah, people always grossly overestimate how fast something's going to happen in the short term and grossly underestimate how fast something's going to happen in the long term. Yeah. Right. 
yeah. we're we're way under in the first year, but we're or we're way overestimating the first year, but we way underestimate what's happening in ten years. And yeah. So it's it's fun. It is fun. Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule. I know yeah, you've been course. all yeah. over the city today. We saw you at AGTA, <laughs> yeah. and now we're sitting down with you at JCK. So thank you so much for taking the time. We always enjoy talking with that you. That was ben. awesome. Highlight of the day. This is awesome. And <laughs> cool. um, tell me a little bit about my twenties, though. How are they doing? They're great. So shout out Alex. Um, she's our VP of operations. Alex went on maternity leave and got a promotion. Uh, this is how, so <laughs> That's how amazing she is, <laughs> she is though. Yeah, Let's she just be like, yeah. she is amazing. Um, she just had, her and her husband Jacob had twin girls, Indy and Nova. They're awesome. They were in the office the other day, and I said, this is how I need to start every day, is mm-hmm. just holding sure. baby girls. Yep. It's awesome. Aww. Uncle Ben loves them very, very much. Yeah, um, we were with you so. in L.A. Yeah. when she when went into labor. It was crazy. So, yeah. no, sorry. I know we're going way over time. No, but, no there is no so time. There is no set time. Yeah. We were in L.A. having dinner. I had just played golf with Naveet's dad, Omi. Yeah, with yeah. OG, Omi. Yeah. <laughs> and um, we're sitting down on the 19th hole. And I get... And, yeah, we're, yeah. Having, we're drinking, drinking some bourbon and scotch. We're drinking, and, drinking yeah. some bourbon and scotch. And uh, I get a call from my wife, Nicole, and she goes, Hey, um, Alex is having the baby. It was like a month early. She was scheduled to have like a C-section, but it was like a month early. Um, Happens with twins. Yeah. yeah. They come whenever they want. Yeah. yeah. And all of a sudden, I was like, uh, okay. I and so go home. I'm on my yeah. app. I'm like rebooking flights. I get it, you know, red eye. And then all of a sudden, it's like, well, the flight's here. This guy changed. Like, we can probably do some dinner. So we got to yeah. like, grab some dinner. <laughs> so we went like, to dinner in little Pasadena. Where do we yeah. go? Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, on the way back, I drop the rental car off. I take a red eye home. I get there. The twins are born. Um, and I, I was probably like 12 hours later, I got to hold them. Or and you like brought that. mama her whiskey. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And we brought, we brought Alex <laughs> and Scott. She was super stoked. It was awesome. Yeah. And that that was really cool. I get emotional yeah. even thinking about it. I they're, know. Twins like, are awesome. They're yeah. great. Um, yeah. yeah. And I can't say enough. When do I get to see Alex again? Will she be in Vegas? I believe she's shooting for Vegas. Yeah. Um, cool. Yeah. If cool. not even AGS come. <gasps> oh. So, I'll try not to get too excited. I don't know. I, do know. I don't know. She but, won't yeah. be at IJO, but... Potentially AGS, but I know she also wants to do Vegas. So awesome! Sweet. Well, I can't wait to see her. And again, thank you so much. Of course, and thank you guys. Pinch the twins for me, or give them little hugs. Yeah. Not, yes, no for pinchies. sure. And how can people go find you? Yeah, how can people yeah, so, find Ben Smithy? Uh, <laughs> on Instagram, on the gram at Benjamin Smithy. That's Smith with two E's, S M I T H E E, or at the Smithy Group. Uh, or you can find us on our website. Um, or you can text me. My number. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, so um, yeah. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. And bye, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Gem Junkies. I'm Brecken. And I'm Jonathan. Have a great day.